Hey there, I'm Darren Steele, and this is Think Queerly, a podcast and publication on medium that is grounded in self-examination, personal liberation, and queer thought leadership. Today I want to talk about the research and development that I'm doing on queer leadership, and if you're a follower of my work either on the publication or here on the podcast, you know that I've been speaking about and making reference to queer leadership in various ways over the last several months. Now, the idea of a queer leadership started as a seed in my mind when I took part in a five-month coaching program um, in 2018 now. I guess it was uh, July of 2018, or I can't remember, September. Uh, Gay Men of Wisdom, which was led by Raymond Rigoglioso, and he's also the author of Gay Men and the New Way Forward. And I've done a longer podcast interview with Ray and did a number of episodes where I spoke about what Ray calls the uh, distinct gay male gifts, things like forgiveness and creativity and my interpretation and of understanding of, of, of what that meant. So this seed began to germinate in my mind and I wondered how what I was learning in that program that was being taught as unique to gay men might also be comparable and applicable to LGBTQ plus peoples. So after the coaching program ended, I ran a very short-lived Facebook group called Living Out Leadership, where I was hoping to build upon some of what I was seeing with respect to this gay male leadership. Um, And I think I probably spoke about that first in episode 76, The Many Paths of Living Out Leadership. Now, the interesting thing is when I went back to find that link, uh, if you go to the bottom of the show notes, you're going to see other titles referenced at at the end that most of which contain leading or leadership. So that was another clue. That was yet a bit more of the fertilizer for the for the seed of the idea in my mind. I think it was only a few months later that I closed the Facebook group because it it just didn't feel right to me. I wasn't getting to where I wanted to go. I didn't feel like I was saying, expressing what I wanted to say. And it wasn't until sometime later on last summer when I was taking a look at articles that I had published, podcasts that I had put out, and reviewing things that were still in draft, that the seed really took root and it began to sprout forth from the ground and 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 give leaves to the sky, so to speak, to really extend this metaphor as far as I possibly can. So what dawned on me is that, you know, one of the biggest challenges of leadership is that we are seen. So when we lead, we are seen. We are observed by others. We are judged. We are paid attention to. We are critiqued. Now, add to the mix, if you're queer, if you're LGBTQ, or however you identify, some of us simply have more courage than others. But Others are more risk-averse. Some of us might still be in the closet, and you know we may be working out shame or gay shame issues that 
make it really difficult for us to actualize who we are or want to take the risk to be seen. You know, in the worst case scenario, some people are suffering like trauma from physical and or emotional abuse and bullying at the hands of people who have oppressed them for simply trying to be who they are as queer. But if you come from a backstory of personal struggle to self-actualize and to eventually self-liberate, that's a very compelling place to lead from. It will have provided you so much insight into the nature of human relations and empathy and how you have responded and how other people have responded to you in kind. So I believe really strongly that these kinds of experiences that make us unique as queer people, like using our difference to make a difference, this is what potentiates the evolutionary, transformational, and witnessing qualities of a queer leadership that I'm developing. Now, I've published a number of articles and pretty much did a podcast to speak to each of those on Think Queerly. Um, I started with what constitutes a queer leadership, and then the way of queer leadership is never a straight path, followed by queer rage is valid, but weakens LGBTQ leadership. So I was looking in that article specifically at my history when Queer Nation launched, and you know how, how valid, how useful is it to constantly go on the attack? And then I asked the question in another article, how do we create a community of LGBTQ leaders? And I then talked about the secret that lives in the closet, which is a problem for so many of us, this fear of wanting to fully authenticate, fully self-actualize. And the secret that lives in the closet has been the most read and most listened to uh, podcast that I have done so far. And while I've touched on queer leadership a number of times, I would say the last article I wrote on the series is... LGBTQ diversity demonstrates that dualities are artificial constructs. And what I was talking about there is the idea that identity and these binaries, left, right, straight, gay, or straight, queer, or cis, trans, they're all constructs of the mind, that we can see them for what they are. But because they are constructions of the mind for us to understand the world, they create their own set of challenges. So I will provide all those links in uh, the show notes and directly to the article that supports uh, this show today. So my current definition of queer leadership, you know, I'm going to ask you to complete a questionnaire if you feel it's appropriate to you. And I thought, should I even say what my definition of queer leadership is? Would that influence how you respond? And then I thought, well, you know, while my words, while my definition may influence your answers, it might also help you in understanding where I'm coming from so that you perhaps might add to it or your answers might challenge my own way of thinking and how I'm presenting what I believe to be a queer leadership. So here it goes. Queer leadership is not about organizing people 
Instead, it's the principle of individuals leading from their difference and creative uniqueness, not to assimilate into the dominant culture, but to liberate and elevate those oppressed by the status quo. So in my questionnaire, I have 10 core questions, and I'm going to perhaps talk a little bit about the reasons behind them. The first question I ask is about, for the purpose of the questionnaire itself, how do you identify? Like, are you lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans, and so on? This is not one of those surveys where I'm doing marketing research about what to sell to you. Rather, it just may tell me something when I look at all the data that maybe there's something connected to a particular identity, and maybe not. It may be completely random. And then I ask if you consider yourself to be proudly queer, because that's important. If you don't feel proud, or if you don't like the word queer, that will influence how you answer the remainder of the questionnaire. So I ask you to explain why. Why you answer, yes, I am, or no, I'm not proudly queer. And then I ask for a generic definition of leadership and what you might consider to be the most important quality of leadership, and then how you might define queer as a word in relation to like identity, politics, or, or the way that you view the world. So you can freely answer what you think is most appropriate. And then do you think there's such a thing as a queer leadership? And if so, how would you describe it? And what would be the single most important aspect or quality of that queer leadership? And then the last two questions, how, how might a queer leadership benefit humanity? And finally, how might LGBTQ plus peoples lead others in a way that is uniquely queer? So queer is a fascinating word. I love it. Some people hear the word and they take immediate offense to it. And I recognize that fact because the word has been used historically as a slur to insult and put people down. And there are some places in the world where maybe queer hasn't changed so much in its negative meaning. But the meaning of words change, and that's a natural aspect of all living languages. Now, a few podcasts ago, I had a discussion about the nature and economy of language where I talked about all of the different gender identifying pronouns and sort of my feeling or advocacy for they, them, their as something that works most economically in language. And I think it's an opinion, but also based on, you know, linguistic research that that might be the direction that our language at least for English, uh, takes us. So while it's not perfect, nor is it universal, the word queer has taken on a much larger semantic word field, and it could be easily used as a noun to indicate, and I quote, a person whose sexual orientation or gender identity falls outside the heterosexual mainstream or the gender binary. And I've taken that from dictionary.com. So the queer, for me, is political, it's academic, it's identifying, it's personal, and it's also an affront, a challenge to the status quo, which is why it also holds the meaning, and again I quote, strange or odd from a conventional viewpoint, unusually different, singular. So being proudly and unapologetic, 
being proudly and unapologetically queer is a form of disruption. Now, disruption causes radical change, but change on its own is neutral. Many people are afraid of change. The deeper that they are stuck in dogma, the harder it is to accept the necessity of inclusion and equal rights for all. Change that potentiates an evolutionary impact and improvement for humanity is what I am seeking to promote with a transformational queer leadership. So if you want to share your thoughts and feelings with me about what a queer leadership means to you, you can. And I invite you to do so and to contribute to my research. You'll find a link in the show notes to a Google form. I don't have like a very easy to click link that I can voice to you here. It will take you five minutes, really, maybe 10 minutes top if you're giving me a much longer answer to things. But I I am grateful for your time and energy if you choose to answer these questions for me, because this will be my first level of field research to substantiate my ideas with actual answers from individuals. And a final note, these answers are entirely anonymous. I provide the opportunity at the end, if you wish to leave me your name and email, in case I wish to contact you, that you can do so, but you don't have to. As always, thank you for listening and think queerly.